What's up, friend? And welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. love my theme music. What about you guys? What do you think? I'm curious. Let me know. Oh man. All right. Enough of me singing, right? (laughs) You're like, girl, I did not come here to listen to you sing. If I wanted to do that, I could just follow you around your house all day and hear you sing nonstop. Am I right? (laughs) My roommates are like, yeah, it's true. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, hello, 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 beautiful, amazing, badass, love warrior, just incredible, unique, special human being. Thank you for being here again. Oh my gosh. You guys are remarkable. You keep showing up. It gives me the juice to keep going with this podcast and I love it. Um, I was not here last week. If you follow me on the gram, you know I was out in California last week for what was supposed to be a full week work trip, but unexpectedly turned into a little bit of pleasure as well. So my partner and I got to take a couple of days and just go have some adventures and a little mini vacation. Um, That was really unexpected. So that was super nice. I didn't record a podcast and... I thought I was going to because this was supposed to be a work trip, like I said, and I brought my mic and, you know, when we were gifted this extra time, free time, so to speak, we debated, should we just go home and get back to work? And we ultimately decided, you know what, we're already here. Let's make something of our time here. And so we did. And I, uh, I just became okay with the fact that I was going to miss a week on the podcast I just became okay with it because, you know, at first I was like, oh my God, I can't miss a podcast. I should be recording. What are people, you know, people are going to be expecting a new episode. Shoulds, shoulds, woulds, should have, could have, yada, yada, yada. And then in the end I said, you know what? I'm just going to choose to let this be okay. And so I did. So I'm wondering, how are you, my listenership, holding up over there? Did the world end (laughs) or is everything okay? Um... My projection is that the rest of you just kept on with your lives and you were all good in spite, in, in, uh, despite the lack of episode last week. And so isn't that just a beautiful demonstration of how typically things aren't a big deal, right? And it's really easy when I'm in fear or shame or guilt or expectation to 
write a story that says something's a really big deal. And when I'm able to back up and look more objectively at the situation, it becomes quite obvious to me that everything is going to be all right. (laughs) In the words of my dear friend Bob. So yeah, anyway, I had a vacation. I didn't make an episode. I'm back now. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, today we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite intimacy building tips. And so quickly, before I dive into that juicy action, I just want to remind you, beautiful souls, that my four-week program is nearing. And I believe by the time this goes out, you'll have just under two weeks to sign up. My program is called Unfuck Your Relationship, Tips, Tools, and Coaching to Level Up Your Partnership in just four weeks. Uh, You guys have heard me talk about this. It's going to be amazing. It's part classroom setting and part live coaching. Um, You leave with recordings of all the classes, all the lectures, all the coaching, plus a giant fucking ebook full of the juiciest tips and tools and exercises. You get accountability, practice partners, community. Um, It's the whole deal and it's four weeks. So it's um, designed so that anyone can commit. Um, I know summer's coming up and with travel and, and the warm weather, I know how it goes. So I wanted to make something that was easy enough for people to say, okay, I can show up for four weeks. I can do that. So I'd fucking love to have you in there. Um, If you're feeling called, you already know, if you feel truly called to this program, come and talk to me. Um, Matt and I are working with everyone on an individual basis. We've worked out individual payment plans for certain participants. So what I'm trying to say is if you truly think you're meant to be there, fucking be there. Come talk to me. Your girl is wide open. I want to work with you. I want you to be there if you feel called to be there. So um, I'm more than happy to work with you on, you know, what you need. So uh, let's do this, you guys. April 9th, April 9th, 2019 is the start date. It's going to be freaking epic. So yeah, I just want to put that out there as we are winding down and the amount of time you have to sign up. Cool. Um, I think I'll just leave it at that for announcements right now. Um, Yeah, let's leave it at that. I'm going to grab a sip of water here and then we'll dive into the good stuff. Okay. So... The power of questions, you guys. This is what we're going to talk about today. Um, The power of questions. Questions, curiosity to me is an intimacy builder. And essentially, the way I see it, curiosity is like a necessary foundation in any intimate relationship that's long term as I see it. Why? Um, Well, first of all, in my mind, curiosity ignites a flame, 
right? Curiosity to me is connected to the idea of, of mystery, of, um, you know, there's part of, there's part of you I don't know, allure, right? Uh, just kind of that seductive, mysterious, alluring nature about someone. Um, that is all tied into curiosity with me. And this is why. Oftentimes what happens is we, we I'm going to speak very generally here, um, we as a, as a collective, uh, we might know someone for a while, a few years maybe, uh, or we're very close with them, you know, maybe a year, five years, 10 years, whatever it is. And we kind of decide that, all right, I know this person. I know this person. And so maybe you've witnessed this in couples or, you know, friends or family. Perhaps you've witnessed this in other people. Um, I kind of think of the classic example where I've witnessed it is where maybe like I'm at a, at a dinner party or, you know, some kind of little event, social event. And let's say I ask, you know, I ask a woman or a man, hey, uh, you know, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? And let's say I ask the man that question and then the woman, his, his romantic partner, this has happened to me a few times, will jump in and say, oh, he doesn't care about travel. All he ever wanted to do was, you know, go to Mexico and we did that and now he, he just doesn't care. Travel's not important to him. And the, the partner will answer for the other person. Have you guys ever seen this? Just like a, it, I, I'm using the word classic because I feel like I've seen this so many times, but um, just the classic quote unquote scenario of one partner answering for their romantic partner when someone else ans- asks them a question. This to me is sort of the epitome of, I know my partner. I know everything there is to know about them. There's no more mystery. There's no more discovery. It is what it is. That kind of mentality. So I think a lot of us can get trapped here. I think we can buy, create, and then buy into a story that says, I know everything there is to know about you. Yeah, I know your favorite color. I know your favorite vegetable. You know, I know your parents' names. I know it all. And... What the actual truth is, you guys, is that we, all of us individually, are growing, transforming, being divinely and uniquely created in every single moment. And so who I am right now at 4.26 p.m. on Sunday in March, I'm actually going to be a different Nikki at 4.27 p.m. on this same Sunday in March, right? Because cells in my body are constantly moving, right? Ideas are constantly changing and shifting and and merging and um, being recreated. And so for me, it's just a wise view to take, or I don't know if view is the right word. I take the position that I don't know anybody. I might know things about you. I might feel close to you. I might... um, feel a sense of pride or joy in the fact that I know you enough that I can uh, cater to your desires and needs in the right situation. That feels really good. You know, I can, I know my partner's food taste enough that if I go out to a sushi bar, I know he loves sushi. I know he loves spicy food. I could bring him home a spicy sushi roll and I know he'd be excited, right? Um, so it's not to say you don't know anything about your partner or this person, but it's like, 
I know things about you and I'm assuming there's a million more things I could learn about you at any moment. So this just, I'm, I don't really have many notes for today's episode, you guys. I'm just kind of going to follow my, uh, my intuition here. Um, but that just brought me, brought something up for me. So, uh, again, going back to the power of questions. So it's like, wow, there's, so I'm walking around every day assuming that everyone I meet, I automatically assume there's a million things I don't know about you, right? So then when Warren and I go out on a date, let's say, we just did this last week because we were in California on vacation, and have you ever, like, wondered what to do on a date night with someone you've been with for a really long time? Maybe some of you out there are like, yeah, totally. Like, if you've been with your partner for a few years at least, and then, you know, you go on date nights and perhaps you live together. So um, when you go on the date night, you've already seen each other that day. You've already done your normal, hey, how was your day, da, da, da. Uh, so it's like, what do we talk about exactly on this date? You know, here we are sitting having dinner for two hours straight. How do we not just look at our phones? How can we keep the conversation interesting? Anyone out there ever wondered that? I certainly have. <laughs> and so what I really love to do these days is we go on a date and I simply, I'll just look at him. I'll just look at my sexy man, Warren, and um, I just am like, what am I curious about? And I just start thinking and I will just ask him the most like random questions that are just genuinely sparked from my own authentic curiosity. I think, let's see, I'm trying to remember if I can remember any of the ones from our breakfast date last week, but I asked him something like, uh, what is the first memory you have from a ch- from your childhood of crying? Like, what what's the earliest memory of crying that you have? Something like that. And so then he, huh, huh, you know, I haven't thought about that. Then he's thinking, and then he's, now he remembers, ooh, and so he's telling me the story, and then I can continue to be curious in the story, right? So then he's like, yeah, well, and then I remember like, you know, my dad left to go to the city, and it's like, oh, your dad left, did that happen a lot? You know, and, and so you can just, as the person continues to talk, you can just continue to follow your curiosity and ask more questions. And man, this for me is one of my favorite ways to turn, like, I'll do this with my friends too, because let's be real, we're in 2019, Fucking raise your virtual hand if you've been in the room with three or four of your friends and you look around and everyone's on their phone, including you. (laughs) I know my millennials know what I'm talking about. This shit is so annoying, but it's like, I do it too. Um, So anyway, there have been instances where I noticed this and I'm like, this is so dumb. I'm so glad we all drove to be together to sit on our phones, right? So instead of just saying, hey, you guys, this is dumb. Let's actually talk to each other. I will. Rather, I will start asking questions. And so likewise, how I do it in my date night with Warren, I will just look at someone and genuinely ask them a question that I'm actually curious about. And then they have a chance to share their answer. And then anyone else who's in the room can chime in with more questions or, oh yeah, I know what you mean. I've had that happen to me too. And, you know, now we've got a juicy conversation going. So the other cool thing about questions is it can like get, it can bring up the energy and vibration in a room, right? 
if there's kind of a lull in the room and you're, you know, looking for more of a social connective vibe, uh, use questions. But the thing with questions is, in my experience, they only really generate like richness of conversation if they come from a genuine place of like, I'm actually curious about this, right? We've probably all had the experience of someone kind of saying like, yeah, how was your day? But they don't really look at you and it, do- it just like doesn't really feel like they care about how my day was. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's kind of that routine like, you know, maybe you're it's with a roommate or a partner. Um, but it's kind of that routine like, hey, how was your day? Good, good. How was your day? It was fine. Okay, cool. Um, not much richness there, right? And so you, like, I'm sure you listening right now may be thinking like, I can, yeah, totally. I I can tell the difference when someone asks me a question that they're truly and genuinely curious about than asking me a question where they, you know, maybe they're doing it because they think they should or have to, but they don't really care, right? That feels a lot different. So with questions, remember The questions I'm talking about today are ones that actually come from a true and genuine place of curiosity. So the other piece about curiosity I want to mention is kind of something I realized, this is maybe like a few months ago, and I realized this just in my own relationship, and now I'm obsessed with teaching it because I think it's so fucking cool. So I realized that Curiosity is an antidote to judgment. So what do I mean by that? What I noticed, started noticing in my own life was that in moments where I felt like I was going to, uh, let's see, in a moment, let's just go to an example like me and my partner. In a moment where I feel the desire to judge him or like put him in a box or tell a story about him. If I can find the power to be curious in that moment, that can completely change the energy and direction of the conversation we're about to have. So to put this into some context, let's say that your partner Let's say you're coming home late from work for the third time this week, okay? And you come home and your partner's visibly upset, okay? They're in the front room. They've been waiting. They're crying. And, you know, you walk into this and they say, you know, you're home. Like, where have you been? Now, if you're not very resourced and... You can't find the strength to take a breath in that moment and stay in your body. You might get triggered and you might start to respond to your partner with judgment. So that could look like, and then, and, and, you know, if, if depending how your partner comes at you, perhaps you're feeling defensive because, geez, I was only 15 minutes late. What's the big deal? Da, 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 da. And so you're feeling postured and defensive. And so that might unfold like this, right? I'm just going to like kind of role play here. But, you know, hey, where have you been? You know, I've been so worried. You're late. Well, geez, I didn't mean to be late. It's only 15 minutes. What's your problem? Right? So I'll just pa- I'll just pause there. So you can kind of see where that 
that uh, conversation might unfold, right? And so the partner who walked in essentially responded with kind of a judgment of like, what's your problem, dude? Why are you so sad? Because I'm late. It's not a big deal. Now, this judgment is how you know there's actually an opportunity to be curious, right? And so in the same scenario, you could come home and your partner's in tears and they say, hey, where have you been? I've been so worried. And then you might stop and take a breath. You might look at your partner and just genuinely access your curiosity. And then you might be thinking, wow, you it looks like this really affected you. Me being, you know, 15, 20 minutes late. Jeez, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this was so hard for you. Um, what's it been like for you while I've been gone for these 15 minutes? You know, have you been worrying? Have you been calling? Have you been thinking up bad scenarios in your head? Uh, you know, is this is this always been kind of like a thing for you? Tardiness, not being on time, being late. Is that kind of a, uh, you know, a button I push of yours? And, and so... Um, you could just keep going here, right? And so, okay, yeah, I, I really, I didn't know this was such a button of yours. Is it the fact that I'm late, that I'm later than what we agreed upon? Or is it the fact that I didn't call that's upsetting you? Right, and so you can just keep going. And if you're genuinely curious, it's like, no, I really want to know. Like, like, I really want to get clear on why you're upset so that I can actually think, okay, what action steps could I take to help remedy this? And so when you're in that genuine curiosity, you can just keep going and now the other person say the partner who is sitting at home worrying because you know their partner was late um the more you're asking and genuinely "Uh uh-huh uh-huh okay wait what about this I, i i don't feel clear there yet and you're just you're digging deeper but you're doing doing it in a gentle way right you're not saying like come on let's get to the bottom of this uh you're just kind of prying and and following each door oh okay we're going this way how about this and so you're just kind of naturally following your curiosity and now your partner, the other person in this situation, with each question you ask and with each moment that you're going, mm-hmm, okay, got that, they are feeling seen, understood, validated. All these feelings are helping them to relax. And now that partner is less likely to come back so agitative and um, frustrated and likely they're going to have more space to hold for compassion and understanding like, okay, I I get it. Like, yeah, it makes sense. You ran into Jerry on your way out the door and you guys haven't seen each other in a while. And of course you didn't think to call because you guys were talking, you know? So, um, this, the, this whole, the questions thing, the curiosity piece here can really be a doorway into a whole different kind of conversation where you and your partner are truly getting to know each other a little bit more and, and, um, you know, not from a judgmental place, but a kind of like of a, a place of like, oh, okay, that's a thing for you. I, I didn't know, but now I do. How can we work with that in our relationship? You know. Um, so yeah, I just I just find it so beautiful. Um, again, mystery, wonder, discovery, all of these are are born of curiosity in my in my mind. Curiosity breeds compassion, understanding, and connection. It truly does. It's like a bridge almost is how I see it. You've got, you've got like a relationship over here on one side. And then on this side, you've got deep, intimate, true connection. 
what I call AKA real love. And the bridge in between those two, one of them is, is curiosity. It's the idea that holy bonanzas, I have this incredibly flawed, but beautiful, totally unique, mysterious, wonderful, kind, just mystery of a being in front of me. And what a blessing it is that every day I have the opportunity to learn more and more about ever-changing you, right? Ever-changing you, not you who I put in a box, not you who I try and label and quote-unquote have you all figured out. Partnership isn't about getting your partner all figured out, right? It's not about having all the answers and being like, cool, I've read this book a thousand times and now I know it front to back. Try and fool me now, you know? (laughs) It's not a mystery to be solved. It's not a puzzle. Um, it's It's a journey. And... Like, how do we stay alive and excited and, and um, how do we continue to learn and grow and fall and get up together over this really long period of time, <laughs> right? Um, I feel like that's one of the questions that when I think about relationship, it boils down to. It's like, how do, okay, we, we all know how we can just stay together for 50 years, right? As long as I don't have to be happy, fulfilled, satisfied, or loyal. (laughs) Um, We all know how to get divorced. Especially if you're in my generation, divorce is hot on the market these days. Uh, So it's like, where's that middle ground where we don't stay together and we're miserable? We don't just give up after a year because it's hard. How do we find that place of getting into such a mutual communicative fucking flow that the downs aren't don't bring us down too much and we get to celebrate the highs and the joys together and we just continue to evolve and grow individually and as a unit through all of it. How do we do that, you guys? <laughs> um, I'm not confident I have all the answers, but I will say curiosity and the power of asking questions is a great place to start. So I think I want to, I'm starting to wind down here, but I wanted to give you guys just a few, actually this is where I did take notes for today's episode. I just wanted to like go through some kind of um, scenarios essentially, just like some common scenarios between you and a partner, friend, roommate, family member, whatever, um, where it might be tempting or feel more normal to judge someone and this is a great space to insert a question. Um, so I just want to kind of go through these and just to short the just to uh, really demonstrate to you guys like concrete examples that you can walk away with. Mm. Okay. So Let's see. Okay, so I guess I've just written, maybe I'll try and break these down a little bit more. Okay, so let's say your partner shares with you that they feel hurt after you said something. You could say, well, geez, I didn't mean to make you feel bad. Why why do you take everything so personally? 
That's a judgment response. And a curiosity response could look like this. Oh man, I, I see you're hurting. I can see it on your face. I'm, I'm sorry that you're hurting. What is it about what I said that has you feeling hurt? Was it the way in which I said it? Was it my tone of voice? Um, or was it the actual words I said? Okay. So let's go on to the next example. Maybe your partner has been feeling kind of ignored lately. Maybe you're the more type A, like work body one in the relationship. And so they come to you and share like, hey, I really haven't been feeling like a priority lately. And I just, you know, I miss you. And I don't, you know, I don't know what to do about this. You could go into your judgment response and say, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I, I know I haven't been making you a priority, but I've been so busy with work. And, you know, you want date nights, but you also want a roof over our head and you want expensive clothes. And so I don't know what to do here. I'm trying, okay? So there's the judgment response. Or you could get curious and you say, wow, man, it, it hurts me to know that you haven't felt like a priority lately because in my mind, you are the priority. But I want, I want you to feel that way. So what, what could we do today, tomorrow, this week that's going to have you feeling appreciated and loved and, and having you feel reassured that you are a priority to me, honey? Okay? Um, all right, let's see. we got a few more examples here. Okay, so maybe your partner's coming home and they're kind of just wanting to rant about work. They had a problem with a coworker. And so your partner's sharing their story. And, you know, it really, I really didn't like when first she did this thing and I really didn't like that. And then she did this other thing and I really didn't like that. So judgment response could go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Honestly, like, I think you're just being a little too uptight. It's not a big deal. You have to learn to work with coworkers. Stop being so judgmental and just breathe, okay? It's not a big deal. Curiosity response. Wow, it seems like being around this woman is really challenging for you. What is it that you dislike about her? Is it her that you dislike or is it the way that you feel when you're around her that you dislike? Okay. Um... Here's a great example because it's so taboo. Let's say you're in bed and you guys are, you and your partner are getting it on like Donkey Kong, right? And your partner says, ooh, actually that doesn't, can you not go that fast or can you not touch, you know, can you not do that thing? That doesn't feel so good. And so the judgment response could be, oh, geez, I'm sorry. Okay, I won't touch you then. Uh, curiosity response could be, oh, okay. Uh, do you like it when I touch you over here? How about over here? Okay, you like that? Do you want me to go faster? Do you want me to go slower? Would you like it if I licked you there? Right? Um, okay, I'm going to go, I'm just going to do one more example. I have so many, you guys. I could go all day on these, but um, I'm just hoping that these are helping you solidify like, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, that's a scenario I've been in and I see how if I tune into my curiosity in that moment, how it could actually serve for a deeper and better connection. Um, that's what I'm hoping you're getting from these. Okay, so let's say your partner 
is upset because you were supposed to take out the trash and you didn't. So you come home and she says, oh my God, honey, you didn't take out the trash again. This is the second week in the row. And now we have all this trash built up. Come on, man. So you could respond in judgment and say, well, geez, I'm sorry. I didn't take out the trash. I only go to work every day, pay the bills, do the grocery shopping. I mean, couldn't you have taken out the trash? I don't know. Shit. (laughs) Right? Could go like that. Um, Or you could respond with curiosity and say, damn, dude, I'm sorry. I I honestly can't believe I forgot to do that again. That sucks. Um, All right. Are you open to the idea of maybe getting a cork board in the kitchen where we can put reminders for chores? Because I think that would really help me to, you know, be more on top of the trash. Are you open to that? Cool. So I hope that those examples have given you guys kind of a practical peek into how you could apply this idea of asking meaningful questions in your relationship. Um, I truly think this is a fucking hashtag intimacy builder. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do a series of episodes on intimacy builders. I'm not going to do them all in a row. I've got some really juicy interviews lined up, so... Um, but you'll know because it'll be called Intimacy Builder and then whatever the tool is. So this week we're doing Intimacy Builder, the powerful, the power of meaningful questions. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for future episodes that are Intimacy Builders. Those are just going to be like epic tools that I believe help to cultivate true intimacy um, over time. So yeah, the power of meaningful questions. What do you think? And this week, your call to action is to go grab your notebook or journal or your notes app on your phone, whatever it is you use. And I want you to sit with yourself for like 15 or 20 minutes and just write down as many questions as you can come up with that have to do with solving the mystery of who is my partner. If you're single out there, you could do this in the context of a roommate, a good friend, a family member that you're close with. But think, who is my partner? And then just write down all the questions you can come up with. What were you most scared of as a child? What's the idea that makes your blood rush more than anything. What was your first kiss like? You know what, whatever questions truly satisfy your curiosity. So I want you to make this list, that's part A of your call to action. And part B is to use this list. And I want it to be in the next week before my next episode. So depending what you and your partner have planned, Um, It could be you could bring this to a date night. Uh, You could also bring these questions out next time you and your partner are sitting next to each other on the couch, both looking at your phones. Say, hey, can I ask you a question? Just bring out one of the questions from your list. And if you can truly stay curious, notice how the conversation richens and continues to propel itself based on your curiosity. All right, guys, Uh, I think that's going to be fun. So if you 
actually go follow through with this call to action and you want to tell me about it, I'm a fuck yes to that. So as always, reach out to me on the gram at Relationship Badass. Uh, you can also contact me through my website, relationshipbadass.com. And please leave me a review, you guys. If you are getting served and loving this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Um, you can leave a rating as well. This is super helpful for me to essentially just get the word out. And um, the more ratings and reviews I have, the higher up my podcast uh, shows up on like the list of podcasts when people search, say, relationships. So it's helpful to me and it's truly helping all those out there who might need this podcast but haven't found it yet. So I appreciate you. Thank you if you've taken the time. Um, and if you are going to take the time, thank you. All right, badasses. I see you. I honor you for showing up. Fuck yes to you and your bravery and your growth. I love you and I will see you next week.